the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. I hope you're having a uh, a great Sunday evening, and maybe you can't get to sleep. Maybe you're listening to this program. Hey, uh, however you're consuming this program, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate it. we got a great show for you tonight. We've got a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me a little bit later this hour. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Podcasts. You just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa ready as well. Uh, Odyssey.com, the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show uh, usually a couple minutes after the Live show ends. We're on iHeartRadio as well. And, of course, portions of this program brought to you by Paragon Tap and Table, located 77 uh, Central Avenue in beautiful Clark, New Jersey, just off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135. And, by the way, we've got a beer dinner coming up with them with Twin Elephant Brewing, uh, 6 p.m. Thursday, June 16th. Um, Definitely want to give Paragon a call. You'll hear the ad during the show. Uh, and we'll, uh, well, maybe we'll dive into some more information on that during Suds and Duds. Coming up in 20 minutes, Jan Chodowski. He's the head brewer over at OMF Brewing in Colorado. OMF has some very cool summer releases uh, that I talked about on last week's program. We'll get into that. But also I wanted to know about his journey through the smoked beers in Nordic countries. We'll dive into all of that in just about 20 minutes from now. First up, the World Beer Cup Awards. Uh, were given out, and congrats to all the winners uh, at the World Beer Cup Awards Ceremony during the 2022 Brewers Association Craft Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America in Minneapolis. A bunch of New Jersey breweries did bring home medals. Uh, New Jersey brought home three medals with guild uh, with um, a Brewers Guild members. Iron Hill Brewery brought home the silver in the wood and barrel aged strong beer style. Source Brewing brought in a bronze for a Belgian for the Belgian style uh, Abbey Ale. 
uh, that they do. I believe it was the Colts Abbey. And Brick City Brewing won the bronze for Juicy or Hazy uh, IPA, which I believe that was the Tasty Jams uh, IPA from Brick City. Uh, all three of those beers earning international honors. Uh, so way to go uh, to all of those breweries in New Jersey. And um, what a great job uh, to win those um, those World Beer Cup awards, which is very, very cool. Uh, we've got some info uh, from Icarus. They are doing a lager fest, which is really cool. I love that Jason is doing this. So they are, um, they've teamed up with some of their favorite breweries to create mind-blowing lagers for this annual event. To make the day even bigger, they're taking over their entire parking lot, hosting live music, tapping a keg of every lager they've released over the last year, and dropping all-new Lager Fest glassware. Uh, the collaboration lagers are brewed with Hackensack Brewing, Evergreen Brewing Company, Twin Elephant, Killsborough, Heavy Reel, Conclave, and Destination Unknown Beer Company. Saturday, June 18th at noon, I plan to be there. I don't know how I'm going to get, I don't know, I, I, I have a feeling that June 18th something is going on. I know the week before I'm going to see Sammy Hagar and The Circle uh, along with George Thurgood, but I know that I think there's something going on on June 18th. I'm crossing my fingers that there isn't, so uh, I just hope that um, that there isn't anything going on or I have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, change plans, but... Uh, I'm telling you right now, I plan to be there. That sounds like an awesome event and a great day over at Icarus. Iron Hill Brewery, uh, which we announced had gotten a, a, a silver medal uh, in uh, the World Beer Cup Awards. So they have announced the release of Lemon Cerveza. It's a 5% Mexican-style lager uh, with a burst of fresh-squeezed lemon juice and lemon peel. It's now available in 12-ounce six-packs at over 700 beer, wine, and liquor retailers throughout New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Um, it'll also be available at the Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant and Tap House locations on draft and in cans. It's already there now. It started on May 5th. Uh, it's a lemon cerveza pair. They w- want you to pair it with light and easy flavors, Baja-style fish tacos uh, or a loaded nacho burger uh, from Iron Hill's Burger Month menu. Um, it's definitely, obviously, a summer beer, so something that you need to check out. I have to get that. I know they have a couple places down in South Jersey. Uh, I have to get to one of these uh, brewery restaurants. I'd love it if they came up north. Uh, which would be really cool um, if they did come up north. That would be really nice. Uh, Finally, um, before we take a break, the Chicago Tribune a couple of weeks ago did a piece in their paper about restaurants, the the restaurants and and breweries and stuff, and how um, the pandemic affected so many of them. Um, And Congress had appropriated trillions of dollars in COVID-19 relief, right? So they were looking to pass another multi-billion dollar aid package uh, to help out restaurants and other small businesses that were affected during the pandemic. It's not just restaurants. Um, So what the Chicago Tribune is saying is that money that was doled out by Congress, there was a lot of it. And some of it went to the wrong people. There was a lot of fraud. NBC News had did a report where there was a lot of fraud that anybody could have signed up. I think one guy had signed up in one day, signed up 12 different companies that needed the money, and he got funded for all of them. Whereas businesses that really needed the money got shut out. Um, did the money help short term during the pandemic? In my opinion, I think it did for some businesses, those that were able to take advantage of it. And I know of a number of businesses that did, that did take advantage of the PPP program where they got money from the government. They kept 75% of their employees 
uh, on the payroll and were able to keep that money and not have to repay it to the government. So it wasn't a loan. It ended up becoming a grant. Um, But honestly, I think I agree in some ways with the Chicago Tribune. The Restaurant Revitalization Fund, which was part of the American Rescue Plan, pumped in a lot of money uh, to different places, not in the way Congress intended, but some businesses did thrive from it. I think some of the wrong people in the restaurant business applied for it, which they shouldn't have. Folks like, I think, Shake Shack and, and those places, they, don't, they didn't need the money. Okay? The smaller businesses did. Some of them got it and some of them didn't. But a lot of businesses were able to adapt to the pandemic. They were able to adapt to the pandemic in ways that allowed them not only to continue their business, but to succeed and thrive. And I quote Paragon Tap and Table, or I use them as an example, as a perfect example. They shifted to takeout. Loyal customers stayed with them. They got new customers. When things started to open up and they were able to allow people to dine outdoors, remember, indoor dining in New Jersey uh, didn't happen until last summer, really, right? So, uh, or last spring, really, late, late spring, early summer. But they were able to take advantage of outdoor dining. They got people back, and they were thriving. And now their patio is a – they want to keep their patio. They, had, they used to have a couple tables and whatever, and we'll see what happens and this that. Now they're thriving. They're doing things. They're making money. They've had their best business in the last couple of years because people were supporting them, whether it was through takeout or through outdoor dining. And a lot of businesses were able to take advantage of that, whether it be outdoor dining, whether it be takeout, whatever it was. So to continue to pump more money into restaurants, I think, is the, is sends the wrong message. Um, we need to get people back to work. We need to um, not continue to, um, you know, in some ways enable by giving people free money. And you know what's going to happen. I don't care how the the Biden uh, government tries to do it, same as the Trump government, whatever it was. Unscrupulous people are going to get their hands on this money. They're going to figure it out. And let's face it, the restaurant business is not exactly the most stable business to begin with, right? Uh, Usually, if you don't make your profit in the first three years... If you don't succeed then, you're not going to succeed at all. So I think the attrition of some restaurants, while a shame, you know, serves a purpose in some ways. Those that have figured out how to survive have survived and they're thriving. The bigger issue is going to be the fact that goods and services are going to cost more money. Bread, meat, all of these things. They're all costing more money, which means you're going to pay more at a restaurant. You're going to pay more at a brewery for beer. You're going to pay more wherever you go. So I agree in in a lot of ways with the Chicago Tribune. We cannot continue to give free money to people. The restaurants that have survived that are still now open in 2022, those are the ones that are going to be here. And if you decide that you want to take the plunge and open up a place, understand that your business should be prepared to shift to a different mode at a given at at any at any moment. That's how you have to how you have to keep your business and continue to keep your business thriving. That's just my opinion. Agree, disagree, shoot me an email, albertg.nycradio.com. I think the ones that have succeeded have done very well for themselves, and kudos to them. And the ones that didn't, didn't adapt to the changes. And that's a shame, because you have to be flexible when you're in that business. Bottom line. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world, including the pizza party is back from Killsboro Brewing coming up this summer at Snug Harbor. I'll have the details on that and so much more. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You got another thing coming from the Screaming for Vengeance album, Judas Priest, 1982? 182, right? Yeah. 40 years? This album out? My goodness. I'm an old man, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at albertgnnycradio.com. We're all over the place. iTunes, uh, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. We're on the Hopped Up Network as well. Uh, you can download and listen to the show over at the Hopped Up Network as well. I am not on TikTok. I'm not one of those TikTokians or whatever you want to call it. Not my bag, folks. It's just it's another thing of social media that I just do not have the time uh, nor the patience to do. Although uh, an old friend of mine from the broadcasting industry, um, Jill, is on TikTok, and she's doing fantastic. She has become a quote-unquote influencer. I'm not that type of person. I'm sorry. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jen Chadowski. He's the head brewer over at OMF Brewing in Colorado. OMF, some very cool summer releases I talked about on last week's program. We'll discuss those with him and what it is about smoked beer that he loves so much. Um, and we'll get into some other stuff as well. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. I want to remind you, starting tomorrow and all week long is American Craft Beer Week. So do yourself a favor. Support your local craft brewery. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that, I, listen, there are some that are doing promotions. I'm sure that there's going to be promotions at almost every brewery across the United States celebrating American Craft Beer Week. So go and enjoy a genuine American craft beer at one of the, what, 8,000, 9,000 uh, breweries across this great land of ours. You will be doing yourself a tremendous service for that. Now, let us dive into... A bunch of news and notes, because we've got lots of stuff going on. First up, and I already bought my tickets to this. They're on sale now. Killsborough, Staten Island. My boy Sean Torres, i got to get him back on the program. It'll probably be in a couple weeks, because he'll be releasing some of the names of the people that will be there in the coming weeks. as kind of a surprise, so I want to wait uh, to get him on to talk about this. However, tickets are on sale now. Saturday, July 30th, it's Killsborough Pizza Party. It's a craft beer and pizza fundraiser. That raises money for Snug Harbor Cultural Center and Botanical Garden on Staten Island. It's a place near and dear to my heart. Killsborough is building their new tap room and production facility right behind Snug Harbor. So it's a con- sort of a collaborative effort here. The early bird tickets are on sale now. 55 bucks available for a limited time. I believe they go up in a couple of weeks. So if you want to get in on this, get in on it now at a great price. For 55 bucks, you get four hours. It's an outdoor picnic-style event. It's rain or shine. If it rains, you're kind of stuck. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a great event. Unlimited beer samples from local breweries like Killsboro Brewing. There's a bunch of others that are going to be involved. I'm pretty sure that Bolero Snort's going to be there. They just did an Italian Pilsner that's out. Pretty sure Icarus is going to be there. Pretty sure Brick City is going to be there. But a lot of uh, local breweries as well. Wild East was there last year. Flagship Brewing was there. Just celebrated their 8th anniversary. Believe me, there's going to be a lot of great breweries there and more this time around. It's not just going to be, I think there were 10 or 12 last year and some home brewers, but it's even more than that now. Trust me. Fresh pizza, though, made by some of the best Staten Island pizzerias in New York City. More details, including the full list of participating breweries and pizzerias to come soon. But you get... For the, the price, you get the beer unlimited beer samples, plus you get, I believe it's either six or eight slices of pizza 
for the price. There's a DJ, there's music. It was awesome. My wife and I had such a great time at this event. Already bought tickets for it. I believe 100% of the proceeds are going towards helping out Snug Harbor. It's a great event. Again, Saturday, July 30th, early bird tickets, 55 bucks available for a limited time. Follow Killsboro on Facebook. They have a link there. It's an Eventbrite link, and you can buy tickets there. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Now, Brick City is kicking off their anniversary uh, this coming week. they got a ton of fun stuff in the works, a week of absolutely jam-packed with tap takeovers to celebrate. So on Tuesday, the 17th of May, they're going to be at Heart and Tap Company in Montvale. On Wednesday of this week, they're going to be at Old Canal Inn in Nutley. On Thursday, they'll be at Midland Brewhouse in Saddlebrook with Magnify Brewing. And on Friday, they're going to be over at Barcade in Jersey City uh, celebrating uh, their anniversary, which is awesome. Brick City does some great stuff. They're right down the street from Bolero Snort. You do not want to miss them or miss out on them. They make excellent beer. And our good friends from Coastal Brew Works, uh, John had uh, messaged me the other day about this. They are launching at the end of this month. They're going to have tap takeovers in a number of different spots. Uh, so they're brewing beer right now. I believe Bolero is contract. They're contracting with Bolero right now. The tap room itself isn't going to be open for a while, but they're contract brewing. They want to get their beer out there. So they're doing. Now listen to this: Cloverleaf Tavern on Tuesday, May twenty fourth. They'll be there with their beer. There'll be a Paragon Tap and Table at, on Wednesday, May twenty fifth. I'll be there for that. We're doing a beer dinner, uh, Paragon Tap and Table in Twin Elephant in June on the sixteenth of June at six p.m. Get your tickets now on that. Uh, they'll be at the Ale House Coastal Brew Works in South Amboy on Thursday, May 26th. And then they'll be at Maloney's on Friday, May 27th with a tap takeover. So John and Matt are doing a phenomenal job. They are going to be pumping out some fantastic beer. You do not want to miss it. I will be at the Paragon Tap, uh, tap and Table takeover on Wednesday, May 25th. But again, Cloverleaf Tuesday, May 24th. Paragon Wednesday, May 25th. Ale House in South Amboy on Thursday, uh, May 26th. And then at Maloney's in Matawan on Friday, May 27th. That is pretty awesome. Coastal Brew Works. Their beer is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for that. Uh, the Craft Beer Marketing Awards came out uh, beginning of May. We got the local results from New Jersey New York. Uh, I'm just going to run them down real quick. In New Jersey, uh, Alternate Ending, uh, what is this? Bo- Creature Theory and Bone Saw Brewing. Uh, who else? Departed Souls and Alternate Ending uh, as well won um, uh, Crushies. Uh, for best packaging design, best brand identity, best marketing wild card, and they got a gold crushy uh, alternate ending, I believe, for uh, best can design uh, was the gold crushy for uh, alternate ending. In New York, there was a bunch of others, uh, too many to get into, but um, Think Drink, think New York, Drink New York won a bunch of crushies. Uh, you had Other Half Brewing winning uh, for best packaging design. Uh, best original video was done by Other Half. They won a crushy. Uh, best storytelling uh, face-to-face and coast, uh, Blue Point Brewing one, uh, which Blue Point Brewing is not really craft beer. They're owned by AB InBev. I guess, I guess they're allowing that. All right. Um, a bunch of other, New York State Brewers Association won some marketing uh, uh, crushies as well. Uh, best Can Design uh, was done by this, in the Stout Collective. A gold crushy went to Prison City Brewing up in Auburn, New York. So kudos to all those who entered at the CMBAs. And uh, for winning those crushies, we're going to have uh, Jackie and Jim on the program a couple months from now to promote the next big CMBAs, which will be coming up next year. And I believe they'll be doing that in Nashville next year is where the uh, um, the beer marketing awards will be taking place there. Uh, Ross Brewing has uh, returned their pink rosé cider. 
Uh, it's a 5.5% semi-dry cider made with only the finest New York State-grown apples, New York State-grown grape pomants, uh, rose petals, and hibiscus leaves. Pours looking like you, like your favorite rosé wine. Tastes like it, too, or even better, until you get that distinct, crisp cider finish that is oh so refreshing. So it is out now. It is naturally gluten-free. Uh, you can get it anywhere. Ross Brewing is sold in New York and New Jersey. Brooklyn Brewery is launching a new Brooklyn Pilsner. It is available in six packs of 12-ounce cans via, and via draft as well. Brooklyn Pilsner is a 5.5% ABV. Uh, golden premium lager layers, clean malts, a balanced wave of bright hops, crowned by an instantly refreshing finish. Offers light, toasty flavors, spicy, subtle citrus hop notes. Pairs well with everything from soft pretzels, hot dogs, to grilled shrimp tacos as well. Uh, they The can is reminiscent of a yellow cab color, um, that you know you frequently see yellow cabs uh, around New York City. So they've kind of changed the can on it, changed the uh, the flavor a little bit, but still great taste from Brooklyn Brewery. So kudos to that. I have to pick up a six pack of that. Uh, definitely something I want to try. And then finally, Lawson's Finest Liquids. They have uh, released as usual their limited release Scrag Mountain Pills. It's a salt and lime version infused Czech style pilsner. It's now available for a limited time at retailers. Throughout their distribution footprint, which of course includes Vermont, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. Limited batch again, it's at 4.8%, a thirst-quenching approachable beer. It's affectionately nicknamed the Scragarita, and Pilsner is available in four packs of 16-ounce cans until the end of July. So kudos to uh, Lawson's Finest. They always make great beer. I mean, you can't go wrong with Lawson's Finest no matter what. Um, they do do some great stuff, and I know Paragon Tap and Table, which will be having our beer dinner there June 16th, 6 p.m., with Twin Elephant Brewing, four courses, 75 bucks. Um, you definitely want to get in on that uh, as soon as possible. Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, com or go to our website at am970theanswer.com. There's a banner there. Click on the link. It'll take you to Paragon's website, including the phone number, because I don't have the phone number off the top of my head, and I should have had it written down. I apologize. Uh, This is what happens when you are old and dumb. That's just uh, how it goes, folks. When we come back after a short break, and by the way, portions of the program are brought to you by Paragon Tap and Table, 77 Central Avenue in beautiful Clark, New Jersey, right off of exit 135 on the Garden State Parkway. And when we come back after a short break, Jan Chodowski, he's the head brewer over at OMF Brewing in Colorado. He's going to join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, we're uh, via uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we're on Alexa as well on Amazon, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Odyssey.com, we're all over the place as well as... The Hopped Up Network. Check out thehoppedupnetwork.com a couple minutes after the show ends uh, at around a little after midnight Eastern, and you can download and listen to the podcast at your leisure. My next guest, he's the head brewer of a fantastic brewery in Denver, Colorado, and these guys have been pumping out beer since 2012. And if I did my math right, because I'm quite the moron in math, that would be 10 years. They're big on the Saison style of beer. They've won plenty of awards for them. 
They have some new summertime releases, which we're going to get into in just a moment. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go to buyboumfbeer.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Jan Chedkowski. Jan, how are you? I'm great, Al. Thanks for having me on the show. You got it. Now, Jan, what got you started brewing beer? Was it a homebrew kit that you got as a gift, or was it something else? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely from the homebrewing background, you know. Um, just, you know, moved out to Colorado when I was about 20 years old, and then, you know, 21, started drinking the craft beer. And, uh, you know, just found my way, uh, found myself being super interested in beer. And, yeah, eventually started homebrewing. I was honestly a very mediocre homebrewer before I was a professional homebrewer, or a professional brewer. Yeah. Is, that, is that right? Well, that's interesting. So, And how did you become better at the craft? Just just through practice on the job and learning. You know, I feel like I'm one of the last of the old school where, you know, work for free. I don't have any formal brewing education. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, my previous job, I had winters off and was trying to break into the industry, but there were only, you know, maybe three or four breweries that could hire in Denver at the time. Sure. Everybody else was pretty small. And so, yeah, just worked for free, you know, part-time and then full-time and then eventually up to head brewer and now also partner at our mutual friend. Wow. So and so, how did you acquire your love for Saisons? You know what? There was um, – there's a co- – a couple things. Um, there was a Belgian beer bar that used to be down the street from me in Capitol Hill in Denver, Colorado, called Cheeky Monk. They always had a great selection of saisons and other Belgian beers. And then also, my wife was really, actually, super interested in Belgian beer. She went to college in Boston, and they had a couple uh, Belgian beer bars up there. And so she kind of turned me on to a lot of Belgian beer as well. So happy wife, and happy just my life. It has never left. Yeah. I love it. So happy wife, happy life. That's yeah. always that's that's yeah. a good thing. I like that. Yeah. Excellent. So and that's what got you into it and you started brewing them. I love it. Talking with head brewer Jan Chedkowski yeah. uh from our mutual friend brewing. Plenty of award winning beers on tap and in cans for you to enjoy in Denver, Colorado. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go to buy B U Y O M F beer dot com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy the answer. So let's talk about these new and returning offerings, shall we? First up you have out yeah, um a, a couple that just came out uh, about a week or so ago, uh, a Goza-style ale, a Juicy IPA, and a Dry Stout. Why don't you tell the folks about these three beers? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the uh, the Goza is a collab with um, a fantastic brewery here in Colorado called Annette, mm-hmm. and they're actually up for James Beard Finalist Award this year. They've been nominated many times. And then we wanted to uh, brew a beer that was something that was really, uh, you know, uh, crushable and sessionable for the summer times, and that could pair well with their spring spring menu mm-hmm. as well. And uh, so we wanted to incorporate some type of culinary ingredient, so we landed on lemon verbena and uh, just brewed a really kind of traditional Goza base um, with all Colorado malts and, you know, just a little bit of splash of hops to say it's got some hops. And uh, and then we also uh, whirlpooled with lemon verbena and then, you know, dry hopped with it as well. Nice. And it's just got the most refreshing, you know, salty, tar, you know, lemony character. You could if it's a hot day out, you could drink, you know, a liter of it. No problem. Love it. Love um, it. Yeah. And the next one we had uh, come out was called Optics in Design. And this was uh, Dry Stout. Um, also another sessionable beer coming in at 5.1% ABV that was brewed with all Colorado malts and then also malted rye from Leopold brothers, uh, distilling and four malting. And that's just got an awesome, you know, chocolate, dark roasted coffee and spicy tobacco characteristic, a lot of flavor for, you know, a lower ABV beer, which, you know, 
wasn't something that we had on the menu at the time. And we're like, this, this is kind of what we're craving right now. So let's put something like that up there for everybody. Hmm. And then the juicy IPA that we had come out was, um, a recipe that my lead brewer had been working on Jacob and, uh, brewed with Eldorado and Azaka hops. And then also a little bit of Centennial as well. And it's just got awesome notes of pineapple, pear, watermelon, and pine even, you know, and just, just our, our juicy IPAs kind of go a little bit on the drier side. So it ends up being, you know, also extremely drinkable. Very cool. And then you're welcoming back a photo rage saison this weekend. And then next week, uh, what the press release has described as the perfect summer saison. So give me the lowdown on these two beers. Yeah. So beer volley is near and dear to my heart. We actually scored a silver medal at GABF for that in the mixed right. culture Brett saison. And this is a beer that is, um, Entirely fooder fermented in an fooder crafter American oak egg fooder, um, brewed with all Colorado, uh, malt as well as, um, Colorado aged hops. And then it usually spends about nine months to a year in the fooder before we end up bottling it and bottle conditioning it, where it spends, you know, two to three or even longer months, uh, before we release it. Mm-hmm. And it is just the perfect balance of, you know, dry, lightly funky, and light acidity. It's something, you know, that I, it's it's nearly a perfect beer for me. Nice. Um, so really excited to have that offering coming back. Um, and then we also have, yeah, our Leette Saison, which is, you know, kind of our summer, you know, uh, Sac Saison strain. So um, Sac Saison coming out. Mm. And that is brewed with um, dry, uh, dried lemon peel in the Whirlpool and then lightly dry hopped with citron centennial hops to even push those lemon characters uh forward even more and that comes out at yeah 4.3 percent abv and just just awesome awesome light delicate saison to drink during the summer jen and we're talking with head brewer jen chadowski from our mutual friend brewing uh talking about these different new beers that are coming out most of them are saisons but jen is that that seems to be the um the, the trend now with a lot of breweries uh lower abv type stuff super crushable kind of you know dialing it back from the uh, the double and triple, you know, IPAs that some breweries seem to be putting out. I, I, I've noticed a lot of breweries have been doing a lot more of the a, lower ABV type stuff and more of traditional styles of beers. Have you seen that trend in Colorado? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have we have quite a few traditional only breweries. We brew a wide variety of selection of right. beer, but we kind of le- uh, lean towards 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 traditional beers. But mm. I definitely see that as a trend coming back. You know, people are just appreciation appreciating the classics you know west coast ipas made a big comeback and uh all the classic uh loggers that are being produced these days you know so people are reaching for something that they can you know maybe enjoy more often (laughs) right exactly you know what that's that's exactly right listen if i'm gonna bang away a triple ipa i'm usually home so if i want to have two of them i can and i don't have to worry about getting in the car and driving now you're also into smoked beers i had a chance uh, to try the, um, I, I can't even, uh, the, the can that you guys sent me, oh, it's a yeah. Nordic smoke dry ale. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I'm terrible yeah, sometimes with the English language. Yes. So I dug this the beer a lot. I had it last week. I'm so happy you did. Uh, and and w- w- the way I described it was the type of beer you want to have sitting by the fire while waiting for the foil stew to finish. When I was, you know, a Boy Scout Absolutely. and you make the foil stew. So <laughs> what what is it about smoked ales that the average craft beer drinker just doesn't get? You know, I would I would equate it, you know, almost to sour beer when sour beer was kind of hitting, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yep. And that you would want to, you know, give your give your palate a chance to uh, 
become accustomed to the flavors. Mm-hmm. Give yourself at least, you know, three sips. And then, you know, these, these intense smoke characters that you might be hit with initially will fade off and develop and, you know, enhance the overall beer, beer base beer that you're drinking. Right. It becomes right. much, much more enjoyable beer. So I would say people just be a little patient when drinking and tasting smoke beer. And I think they might find it to be super enjoyable. Well, Jan, I, I, I agree with you 100%. We're talking with head brewer Jan Chodowski from our mutual friend Brewing. Uh, plenty of award-winning beers on tap and in cans for you to enjoy in Denver, Colorado. Buy B-U-Y-O-M-F-Beer.com for more information on the brewery. It's funny you say that about sours because uh, I'm uh, recovering from cancer six years now, and before my cancer, I did not like sour beers. Couldn't stand them, couldn't stand the oh, wow. taste of them. After my chemo and radiation treatments... I had a sour beer. I can't get enough of them now. So the palate uh, definitely changes. Uh, I'm convinced of that. I'm, I'm yeah. living proof of that. But with smoked beers, I really liked them from the beginning. Um, and I forgot the brewery up in Vermont that it's at Switchback had sent me a bunch of smoked beers a couple of years ago. Oh, and awesome. I really got into them. I, I And those guys really go all out with the smoked beers. And I really enjoyed it. And yours was fantastic. I was so thrilled to drink it uh, last Saturday night and just kind of let it warm up a little bit and just go through the whole process. And it it really was an enjoyable beer. So I really want to thank you for sending me that. Now, my last question uh, from me, me, Jan, is um, you've mentioned all the Colorado ingredients that you put in the beer, and you guys really focus on that local uh, ingredient standpoint. How important is it to use as much local ingredient as possible? Yeah, it's hugely important to us as a brewery. It's kind of a big part of our identity, um, like you said. And it's just something that, you know, we can give our own beers, our beers that we make here, a terroir, you know. We really love that we make Colorado-focused beers here. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to taste like, you know, beers made from anywhere else. And that, we find, uh, gives our customers, you know, something to try new every time, basically. Um, and it is also to be able to connect to the farmers and the maltsters and the hop growers locally. Um, just kind of keep everything within our community and close is hugely important to us. Yeah, and having those relationships has just been awesome. That's that's pretty cool. We have a brewery here in New Jersey, Screaming Hill Brewery, and uh, they, they're on a farm that's been around for over 100 years now. And the, uh, the head brewer, Brett Bullock, who's also uh, a co-owner of the farm, He is now, I think, 95% sustainable on his farm where he has to get very few ingredients from other people, and it makes a difference in the beer. You can can really taste it in the beer, and that's that's the best part about it. Uh, My guest has been head brewer Jan Chodowski from our mutual friend Brewing. Plenty of award-winning beers on tap and in cans for you to enjoy in Denver, Colorado. For more information on the brewery and their tap room, you just go to buybuyomfbeer.com. Jan, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Uh, Have a great weekend. You too, Al. Thanks for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds, and we're going to be reviewing that beer from OMF as well in Suds and Duds. Coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Stay hungry. It's always a good, uh, I'm always hungry. That's probably why I'm so fat. <laughs> anyway, Stay Hungry, that's the title track from Twisted Sister. Uh, back in 1984, this album came out earlier in the week. Um, the Snyder and the Boys. Let me tell you something. What an epic album. They they actually did, uh, when it was the 30th anniversary of this album, 10 years ago. Oh my God, I can't believe it was 10 years already. Uh, they did this album in its entirety at the Starland Ballroom. It was a ridiculous show. And D. Snyder, let me tell you something, still looks like what he does, or, or you know, when he was, you know, 30 years ago. I mean, the guy is shredded. It's amazing. He is just unbelievably uh, in great shape uh, and can still bring it. And um, for the SMFers out there, let me tell you something. It's good stuff. Twisted Sister was was really the bomb for a little bit. You know, and then they, they kind of tailed off a little bit, and they broke up. They got back together, and, you know, they did their thing. But uh, what an awesome, awesome band. and so happy that I got to see that uh, in its entirety 10 years ago. can't believe it's been 10 years already. Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds uh, for this week. A couple of different beers. Three Floyds Brewing is now in New Jersey uh, on a regular basis. You can get it in a bunch of places. Paragon Tap and Table uh, does get them in on tap every once in a while. Uh, had their Speed Castle. It's a super easy drinking Pilsner. A uh, really nice way to start off a meal. Um, it was a choice between this one or the next one that I got first. Um, and so I went with the Pilsner first, uh, and, which I really enjoyed from Three Floyds. But then the uh, Zigmeister's uh, Gardener. Boy, I tell you, this was a nice beer. The lemon and the basil went perfectly with this. It grows on you as you sip it, and it's not for everybody. If you're not, a, first off, if you're not a Saison fan, it's not going to be for you. And if you're not really into lemon and basil in your beer, you know, herbs and stuff, it's not going to be for you. Uh, we mentioned the Killsboro uh, Pizza Party during the show. Um, they did a beer using fresh herbs. Uh, from Snug Harbor as one of their beers that they served at the pizza party last year. I believe they're doing it again this year. And let me tell you something. When When you taste the herbs in the beer, it really has a different, it's just a completely different flavor profile. And I really like this beer. The lemon and basil really worked with it. It's the kind of beer, it's definitely a beer that you could have with pizza. It's, it's, you know, or... Light pizza, not not a heavy, thick, doughy crust, but something like a, a more of a cracker crust or a thin, a very thin crust type of pizza. Um, that's what would work with this. It just it, or pasta, you just have to buy a little pasta with it. So I mean, you know, maybe my gnocchi. I make gnocchi every once in a while. I don't hand make it. I make it, you know, I, I buy it in a package or whatever. But um, yeah, maybe and gnocchi might be a little too heavy with the potato. Anyway. Uh, moving along, remember, there's always a connection between food and beer. Um, and you can pair beer up with food uh, just like you can with anything else. Speaking of which, we're doing a beer dinner at Paragon Tap and Table, 77 Central Avenue in Clark, uh, right off of the Garden State Parkway, exit 135. Uh, they're open every day but Monday. Uh, they always got something great going on. Uh, fantastic taps, 20 uh, local uh, or national craft beers on tap. They've got a ton of cans, great selection. Thursday, June 16th, 6 p.m., uh, a beer dinner, uh, pairing up uh, food with beer from Twin Elephant Brewing. Uh, it is going to be a great time. Tickets are on sale now. Just give Paragon Tap and Table a call, 732-931-1776. Reserve your spot. We only have 20 spots open. So once the 20 spots go, that's it. We're not increasing it. It's 20 spots. Uh, indoor and outdoor seating if you want. They have an outdoor patio, which is great. 
Uh, I'm there on a weekly basis. I love uh, eating there. I always have a good time. Uh, the food is fantastic. It's seasonal. They have a spring menu that's out. It's a wonderful place to go to. Uh, and you'd never believe that you were in a parking lot with a Target and a Marshalls. Let's put it that way. Trust me. Uh, Thursday, June 16th, 6 p.m., uh, Paragon Tap and Table. Chef Juan uh, will be pairing up the uh, the food with the beers from Twin Elephant Brewing. 732-931-1776. They're open every day but Tuesday. Reserve your spot now or head over to ParagonNJ.com uh, to look over their menu uh, and other stuff on their website as well. Uh, Chico by Source Brewing. This was from a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't had a chance to uh, pick it up and get it. I did, uh, and I had it last week in a solid West Coast Pale Ale. I, that's the kind of vibe I get from it. It's got that California vibe theme, hence the name Chico. Um, great, uh, a really good beer, very tasty. Then they uh, released, again, the Source of Light in stovepipe cans, 19-ounce cans. So happy that this is available again. It's a great Pilsner. Um, it's not as clear and crisp as the Rhine, uh, Rhine Pilsner. Uh, Rhine, uh, wait, wait, Rhine, see, let me get the name right. Rhine Heights, excuse me. Uh, but Source of Light, great beer, it, refreshing. In a 19-ounce can, it goes down very, very smooth. Weldworks came out with a beer during March Madness, and I had finally just gotten around to drinking it. It's called Marsh Madness, marshmallow in the March Madness kind of theme. Uh, marshmallow all the way through this one. The vanilla is in there as well. Sweet, really good. I enjoyed it. Um, not the, the sweet was not overly cloying, let's put it that way. Um, it, it had a nice flavor all the way through, but the marshmallow was definitely uh, hitting every uh, single uh, note. Every time I drank it, you really tasted that marshmallow. It really shined its way through. Um, Rooster, this is another beer by Source Brewing. Uh, this is part of their music series. Obviously, Rooster, Alice in Chains. Um, this, I, I have to tell you, they have done a great job with this music series. I, I dug this one a lot. Juicy, full flavor. Love the nectar on in this. This might be my favorite one of the series. Of the series of music beers that Source has put out, this might be my favorite. I don't know why. I, maybe it's the nectar on because I don't really see a lot of breweries using it. Um, it just had a really, really... I, I hate to use it because it sounds like a pun. It's like a farm fresh taste. You ever bite into a piece of fruit? You bite into it for the first time. You know, it's a it's a warm day, not not oppressively hot, but it's a warm day. You've just picked some fruit off the vine, or maybe you've just bought fruit uh, from a farm, and you take that first bite of a of a nectarine, um, and the juices just flow out of that piece of fruit. That's the kind of that's the kind of taste that I get from this beer. Juicy, but in a way like we we throw around the word juicy as a descriptive for beer. Um, this one reminds me of that, like biting into a fresh nectarine right off the vine, and the juices kind of run down your chin. That's the profile that I get from this beer. Fantastic, great job uh, with Rooster uh, by Source Brewing. It's excellent. If you see it on tap, they have uh, they've I think they've added taps now at Source. I haven't been there in, a, in you know, to sit down and actually have a beer, and i got to correct that in the next couple of weeks. Um, but they've added new taps. They've added slow pour taps. Trust me, get there. You will not be disappointed. And the weather is getting so nice. That's why you got to go there. Uh, Blue Hen Pilsner uh, from Dogfish Head. This is a solid Pilsner. Uh, this was part of a 12-pack that they had sent me uh, when they had uh, done their rebranding of uh, the 60- and 90-minute IPAs. And it was a whole IPA pack. So 
Uh, they added three cans of the Blue Hen Pilsner, which you can't get anywhere else. You can only get it in the 12-pack. And then there's three cans of the 60-minute, three cans of the 90-minute, and then there were there were three cans of the Locale uh, IPA from Dogfish. Great beer, uh, really just a solid Pilsner. And then finally, as I mentioned during our interview with Jan Chodowski, uh from OMF Brewing, they had sent me this a while back, Storgesall, um, from uh, our mutual friend Brewing. Um, again, love the smoked flavor in this one. Not overpowering at all. Um, and as I described it to, um, to Jan, it's like sitting around the campfire waiting for the foil stew to finish cooking. If you're ever a Boy Scout, you know what foil stew is. You take your vegetables, your fresh-cut vegetables and meat. Um, you wrap it in tin foil. You put it right in the fire, whether it's wood or charcoal or whatever. Put it right in the fire, and it cooks right in the fire. And you're waiting for it to finish cooking. And the aromas come out with the wood, the wood flavor, and the you know you can smell the meat and the vegetables and stuff. Now, obviously, you don't smell meat and vegetables in this beer, but that smokiness really shine through in this beer. Uh, it's a it's a dark ale. It is. Uh, I'll tell you, it was really good. It was really nice or strong ale. Strong ale, I think. Um, it was really nice to crack this can open, pour it, and let it sit for a little bit. Um, as you know, I'm waiting as it as it warmed up. What a delicious beer! And again, I'm not the biggest smoked beer fan in the world, but I've noticed that the last few times that I've had smoked beer, a lot of it was from Switchback. Um, but the last few times that I've had it, good, good. Oh, Coney Island! I forgot. Um, a Coney Island Brewery did a smoked beer that was fantastic that I really, really enjoyed. And I have to get out there. I promised. Um, oh my God! I promised uh, Jim. Uh, that I would come out there this summer, and I'm definitely making a trip out there because their smoked beer was awesome. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody on the program, including uh, Jan Chodowski, the head brewer from Our Mutual Friend Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.